0: You're listening to The Hungry Soul with Rachel Foy, covering all topics from spirituality, mindset work, beliefs, relationships, food, body image, business, money, self-expression, and more. Helping you become a soul-fed woman. Hello there, gorgeous, and welcome to episode 67 here on the Hungry Soul Podcast with myself, Rachel Foy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you are in the world right now, I hope that you have got a bit of space to listen to this episode because I promise to only bring you the most interesting, the most inspirational, and the most wonderful guests here on the show. And our next guest is no exception. So, If you're listening to this, which obviously you are, I'm guessing that there's a part of you that identifies with being someone who has a hungry soul. So maybe you are a woman right now who doesn't feel completely satisfied in her life. Maybe there are elements of what you are doing in your world that don't really light you up. Maybe some of that dissatisfaction is showing itself through food, so overeating or Binge eating or food obsession in general. And if that is the case, I just want to reiterate something that I say so frequently on the show, but you're in the right place because every single one of us is on a journey. We're all at different stages, we're all walking a different path, and we have all got different experiences, but arguably we are all very, very similar. And the guests that I've got on this show, this is someone that I came across in the online space. We actually did a bit of work together in, in a program. And we are so similar, even though we're so different, so I asked her to come on. Now, today's guest is a lovely lady called Nicola Humber, and she is a leader of and a mentor to unbound women. And Nicola activates recovering good girls to embrace their so-called imperfections and shake off the tyranny of all the shuds, so they can actually be their fullest, most magnificent, unbound selves. So Nicola's first book was called Heal Your Inner Good Girl. And it really struck a chord with recovering good girls worldwide. And her new highly anticipated follow-up, Unbound, is now out. Highly recommend you go and grab a copy because this is something that so many of us we struggle with. So when Nicola came on, as you're about to hear in the interview, we have so many similarities um, in terms of our story, in terms of our personal journey, in terms of the work that we're doing. And every once in a while, it's just so lovely to speak to someone who gets it. So and I sure that you're going to get Nicola as well because she shares some proper nuggets of wisdom which if you just allow to filter through into your very being I know that they're going to have an impact if you listen to what she has to share so without further ado are you ready let's bring her on the show this is Nicola Humber and she's talking all about becoming an unbound woman right then and here she is lovely Nicola good morning hi Rachel really good to be here with you you too I'm so excited once again it's this is another internet face for myself who I've only just spoken to so yeah it's nice to actually see you in person so um for anybody that might not know who you are and kind of what you're doing out there in the world do you want to give yourself a quick introduction and tell us yeah tell us what you're doing out there in that big wide world of ours
1: Okay. And I will try and be quick, which is not my forte, but I will. I neither. Okay, go ahead. So I am a mentor to and leader of Unbound Women. And what I do is that I help recovering good girls because I myself am a recovering good girl um, to really activate their their true selves, to become their true selves, to Embrace any so-called imperfections. Um, let go of perfectionism, so that they can live a fully expressed life. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm a, I'm a writer as well. My first book was called Heal You're in a Good Girl. The new book Unbound is coming out in June, so very excited about that. So all my work is around this idea of moving beyond the inner girl and being your
0: unbound self oh i love it i've got goosebumps i'm like yes yeah. i like this <laughs> kind of encouraging the rebels the audience out there to start becoming more rebellious um i want to ask you a question and i ask all my guests this because most people like act- end up falling into this field of helping others and mentoring and coaching. They've often had their own experience and then that's why they're passing it on to others. Mm -hmm. You just mentioned very briefly there about you used to be a good girl. So how have you ended up where you are right now? So where does that passion come from about helping other women become more of their unbound self?
1: Yeah, well, you know, for most of my life, probably for the first 30 Seven years of my life. I was kind of the archetypal good girl. I did well at school. I was the older sister, so I was always a sensible one. My sister was like the naughty little sister and I was the good one. Yeah, did did well at school, you know, A grade student, college, university, um, graduated and started a career in finance, so a corporate career and, and worked in finance for you know, good 15, 16 years until I was kind of mid to late thirties. And I, I mean, I was fairly happy for a lot of the time doing that, but there was always this sense that uh, there was something more for me and that I was like continually holding myself back. I was kind of playing this role in my family in my career you know even in my friendships and relationships which wasn't truly me it's an element of me and I still have you know that that good girl within me and I honor that part of me because she kind of helps me to get stuff done a lot of the time Um, but there was more to me than that and I got to the point where I changed companies in my, my career. I'd been headhunted for another company. I was a financial advisor. And I thought, well, maybe that's what I need. Just the change, change of company. And that will do the trick. And I quickly realized that like, no, that wasn't enough. And, and I had to, I had to kind of find my path. I had to start being more myself, but I didn't have a clue what that was or what that looked like. So I felt so I'd spent so long kind of pushing myself down and holding myself back that I didn't know what I really wanted. And one day I went to a health spa with my sister and there was a woman doing a talk on hypnotherapy and I'd never had hypnotherapy before, but I just felt this kind of calling to go to this talk, which I did. And this woman, she was completely eccentric, a bit bonkers to be honest, I think. <laughs> And it wasn't, you know, she did a demonstration. It wasn't like any form of hypnotherapy that I've um, kind of experienced since or certainly seen before that. But there was something in that that spoke to me. And the way she was working, it was so creative. And she was talking about how we pick up all these messages about how we should be in the world um, and how we can begin to release those. So I just left there and I kind of had this like idea that, this this is what I need to be doing hypnotherapy and I very quickly made the decision to retrain as a hypnotherapist and a coach alongside that a completely intuitive decision I left my full-time job and got a part-time job to support me and that was back in 2009 and since then it's just been this massive kind of personal journey of discovery really rediscovering myself so the fact that I was the good girl for so long um, has really helped me to, you know, in seeing the ways that I held myself back, it's, it helps me to appreciate how incredible it feels when we do give permission to like the unbound self, that kind of free mm. part of us.
0: Um, yeah. And that's why I became so passionate in helping
1: other women to do that as well. So
0: I think great. this is well, this is a really common issue, isn't it? Like in the world that I am, the world that you are with your community, like there are so many, and not just women, but our audience is female. So many women who, as you said, like they don't actually know who they are. And it's kind of a strange concept, isn't it? To kind of think that we don't know who we are because you'd think that we would always know who we are, but actually we lose ourselves so quickly when, and I think you said, on, on sort of like the things that I've been reading about helping women like, shake off that tyranny of shoulds like we we often live by the rule book don't we like i should get a degree i should go to, school, i should do this should get married should have children should have then when we get to that place because i was the same and mm-hmm. i got there and thought my god i'm not happy and i thought mm-hmm. i was going to be happy so has yeah. that been your experience as well yeah
1: definitely i mean from the outside my life you know i had i was successful i had a really good job i had my own home Um, relationship wise, I wasn't too successful, but, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but everything else, you know, everyone thought I had a great life. I got to go on holiday. Um, you know, a couple of times a year, it was all good. And I had a clear path ahead of me. You know, I knew what I would be doing pretty much kind of year in year out. I could plan, um, you know, how I wanted to progress in my career. It was all really straightforward, but I just, I was so unhappy. And I managed to kind of keep that, like suppress that unhappiness a lot of the time. But some days I would just be like, I can't, you know, I couldn't go into the office because I just felt so low and kind of hopeless, really. It's like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. So like I said, from the outside, it all looked great, but I was in this place of, just all of this internal turmoil a lot of the time because Mm. I'd been playing this role for so long and I'd completely lost track of of
0: who I was so how did a good girl like yourself, go from being very academic. We've got such a similar story, by the way, like so many parallels. I knew would. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yep, that was me too. Yeah. Um, so how, for you, for kind of for you um, specifically, um, Nicola, because I know that there'll be women listening now going, yep, yeah, that's me, I'm in the job, I'm not really happy, but I've done all the things. So how did you make that leap from having the, the corporate job I'm assuming quite a good salary. You had the financial security, you had the career mapped out in front of you, but something happened for you to go, do you know what? I'm going to take a risk. I'm jumping because there was no net there and I'm going to change my path because this is where, and I know that for you with your clients, this is probably the thing that is the biggest challenge. It's like, how do you get off the hamster wheel of monotony of this is what it should be and actually going, do you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm going to take a gamble and I'm going this way. So how did you do it? Like, what, what happened? Like, how did you jump? I mean, I,
1: I so appreciate my younger self from like 2009 for making that decision because it was such a courageous thing to do. It I think was. For me, I, things had got so so. So bad, you know, so unbearable. Going and sitting in that office every day, and I used to come out every lunchtime and sit in the park or go to a coffee shop, and just think, ah, oh, like dreading going back in the afternoon. The thought of being kind of hemmed in like that, you know. I was actively asking the question, well, what, what should I do? What should I do? And when I got, as soon as I got that glimpse of an idea. It just felt so right that i I felt I felt a sense of trust to go for it now, if I had known and I don't want to scare people if I had known kind of what would happen from that point on, maybe I wouldn't have made that decision because it has been a massive journey of discovery, yeah. and I thought it would be like a really simple um like move from you know working for a company and having and starting my own business you know I'd be a hypnotherapist I'd set up my hypnotherapy practice and everything would be straightforward and it hasn't been like that you know as you know when you're running your own business there are many challenges and having that freedom you know and this is what a big part of my work is about you know making that decision to create more freedom for yourself that is just the beginning of the journey and there are many challenges along the way and I think that's why a lot of people hold back because yet we say we want freedom and we want to be our full selves but there's a part of us that's like oh you know what what is going to come along with that what are the challenges that are going to come so you know I was I was probably made able to make the decision because you know, I knew I was so unhappy and I couldn't carry on with it. And there was a bit of kind of blissful ignorance about what, you know, how my path was going to unfold. But what I say to people now, I think sometimes like the women I work with and the women in my community, they're in these situations where they feel really unhappy and restricted. And it may be a job, it may be a relationship, it may be kind of some other area. And they kind of want, to have like the whole path mapped out before they make a decision to leap. Yes. And I know from my own experience that, you know, that never happened. We'll <laughs> you know, we never have forever. Yeah. Or we might think we know what it's going to look like. And I did, I thought I knew what it was going to look like. And it's been completely different. And yeah, there've been challenges, but it has been even more magical than I could. You know, I would never have imagined that I kind of get to live the life that I do now when I made that decision back then. So, you know, what I say is, you know, to, to have faith and have trust and follow those breadcrumbs, you know, as they appear. So I had the idea to kind of retrain as a hypnotherapist. I followed that, you know, and that it's gone on since then. You have to kind of be brave and just, you make your path as you go, rather than having it all mapped out in front of you. Does that make
0: sense? No, absolutely. Because I think that fear is a big Well, it is, isn't it? I mean, fear does prevent so many of us from actually just changing, taking steps, taking action. Um, And I know, as I said, there will be women listening right now going, oh, but that just sounds, you know, so easy for her. But it wasn't. And and I did the same. I jumped out of corporate and I threw my career away and I retrained as a homeopath, hypnotherapist and all the Mm. other stuff. And it's not always been the easiest of journeys. However, I'm so grateful that I did, because I think for me it had gotten to that stage of, well, it can't get any worse. Like I was coming home from work crying every night. I felt miserable. I could see my life just whizzing before my eyes of like, this isn't fulfilling me. It can't get any worse. If I leave the job and I don't make any money, it can't get any worse than what it is already.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I I knew that I had to to do something. And um, as soon as I got that idea, I was like, right, this is it. I'm going to go with it. And yeah. I couldn't go back now, you know, when I think of what it was like to be going into that office every day, you
0: know, nine to five, sitting at a desk. I I actually I said to one of my friends, actually to my husband as well not long ago, I said, I'm literally unemployable now. Like I could not be employed by anybody. I would be the worst employee in the world because I know (laughs) what it's like to have the freedom to make my own decisions make my own choices it's like nah, not going back
1: exactly <laughs> exactly so once you make the decision it's you know it becomes easier because yeah. you know that you couldn't there's no way you could go back to <laughs> yeah, where you were before
0: so tell me about the unbound self so you said about for you it was about you not necessarily turning your back on the good girl because she's still who you are but embracing like all the parts of you which was about taking risk and being more courageous i suppose so what is your definition of our unbound self
1: yeah and that will it will vary from person to person basically you know when you're unbound it's about living a fully expressed life so um and that can be you know as in expression like expressing yourself freely with the people um, who surround you the people in your life but also the way you live your life the kind of actions that you take the choices you make for yourself you know in every aspect of that and showing up as who you truly are yeah. so I think for a lot of us as as little girls we were brought up to to like please others to behave in a certain way to be to be nice, to not make a fuss, you know, we receive these messages, which kind of leave us um, as these kind of two-dimensional beings Mm. living some kind of half-life, because it's like, oh, I can't show this aspect of myself, so I can't get angry, I can't be sad, you know, I can't um, show my displeasure in any way, or I can't even... You know, and it shows up with those kind of emotions, but it can also show up with, well, I can't be too joyful. I don't want to be too much. And the, a lot of the women I work with, they've got this um, this um tension between feel, one part of them feeling that they're not good enough and another part of them feeling that they're too much. So it's like, well, what, what the hell do you do with that? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. that. Um, so for me, being unbound is really kind of... I always see it as a process of experimentation. It's not like, right, I'm unbound now and this is me. You know, it's, it's something that happens over time. It's an evolution. And sometimes we retreat back into the kind of good girl behaviors. But it really is in each moment kind of tuning in to what we really want to do, what we really want to express, you know, whatever's going on for us and allowing that to come through in whatever way it needs to and a lot of that is about like really tuning into the wisdom of your body you know for the first 35 years of my life I was operating from up here just trying to figure everything out thinking that this was the place that I needed to do that from and my learning over the past kind of 10 years or so has been one of coming back into you know the genius of my body
0: because that always gives
1: me the answers that my body always knows
0: absolutely i know sometimes i'm kind of talking about being more connected to our bodies i know sometimes it can sound like a very abstract airy fairy woo woo thing but actually it's not is it because this is where of all of our wisdom is and i think women in particular like we do we do disconnect from our bodies so early on because we were kind of taught that it's not to be trusted and it shouldn't be listened to and it's somehow our enemy. And actually having that connection back to our inner wisdom, because actually you said that, didn't you? When you said that you made the leap, it's like you heard that hypnotherapy speaking and you just had a feeling. Yeah. And I'm guessing it wasn't an intellectual feeling, it was more that something inside you was like pulling you towards, towards it.
1: Yeah. And I didn't even recognize that at the yeah. time, but I just knew, and it definitely didn't come. If it was coming up for, it wouldn't have come from up here no. because there would have been all those questions like, what on earth are you doing? <laughs> you know, this is crazy. And a lot of the people around me did think I was crazy, but I just knew that it was right. And I have really learned to trust that more and more
0: um, over the past, over the past 10 years. Yeah. So for people listening right now and kind of from your experience with your with your women that you work with to help unbound unbound themselves, is that the right word unbind, unbind themselves <laughs> didn't sound right <laughs> unbind themselves to become unbound yeah do you um do you kind of see that they tend to have very similar personalities? I know that we were talking then about the good girl, but things like perfectionism and control like does that fall under the the good girl category so in terms of women listening who might not necessarily think that they're good girls but yes. things like perfectionism control I'm, I'm guessing that they do
1: yeah absolutely absolutely because some some of the women in my community they don't identify with the idea of the good girl they were like no that was never me yes but this idea um this kind of construct of the good girl can show up in lots of different ways so you may not think that you were kind of the the typical good girl but you know the thing that kind of captures it is this you know i talk about the tyranny of shoulds and i think every woman you know and and not just women, women but it's we're particularly susceptible to that like anything that's got an energy of should around it is showy you know that's a sign that you're you're doing something because it's expected it's an external expectation of you yeah. rather than coming from like i said the, the wisdom your true wisdom the wisdom of your body sorry it looks like i was grabbing my <laughs> 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 yeah so i think all women can um identify with that and you know, I was working with a client the other day and she definitely isn't kind of the archetypal good girl at all. She has always been more of a, a rebel. Um, but she was noticing and she was calling it the nice girl like this. this um, She felt this need to be nice in her professional. She runs a very successful business. Um, and employs a number of people and she'd been falling into this pattern where she was like trying to be nice and trying to accommodate everybody else and when once she kind of extricated her, herself from that because um, she was having this particular issue everything just kind of resolved itself but it was very subtle the way this was showing up and often it is very subtle but it is things like you say kind of perfectionist perfectionism It can show up as um, overworking or feeling that we need to be kind of busy all the time. Um, You know, the tyranny of of busyness, um, just wanting to be seen as as productive. You know, those are all ways that it can show up.
0: Absolutely. I know that um, the should thing, that's something that I still am very conscious of for myself. And actually for people listening right now, a really good exercise to do is just spend a whole day and just pay attention to how often you think to yourself, oh, I should do this. like, I, And just make a note of it, because sometimes it can be quite shocking as to how much of our daily existence is governed by these, like you said, external rules that we've embraced and thought that they're ours, and quite often they're not. Exactly. So, yes. Be exactly. careful. Be careful of the shoulds. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. So let's say that someone listening is identifying with the good girl and she's in that position of maybe she's in a job or she's in a relationship that she is not feeling completely satisfied with and she kind of knows, but there's fear, etc. And I know this is a really big question to ask you now, Nicola, but (laughs) where does somebody start? Okay. So kind of keeping this really simple, a woman listening right now, who's like, that's where she is, where you were at the time, where I've been myself where would somebody start to actually start recovering from being a good girl and actually shaking off the shoulds and and all these things that actually they're they're binding her from being her true self?
1: Yeah I think the first thing is you know just recognizing that that you are feeling limited or restricted in some way is you know the first step to changing it because awareness is the first step to change and I know it may not feel like that. I know, I really know it does, but it's so important because so many people are living with this, but not even recognizing really that they've got that, um, that feeling of limitation and restriction. Kind And of it's actually on.
0: being truthful, isn't it? It's being honest to yourself and saying, do you know what? This isn't where I want to be. And I'm just kind of acknowledging that this is it at the moment.
1: And once you do that, and you acknowledge the fact that you do want things to be different and you're you're ready to um, kind of play with this idea of being more fully expressed. And I always say, kind of be, be gentle around it. You know, you don't have this expectation that you're gonna kind of completely change overnight. This is a process. So it's okay to, like I said, experiment with it and play with it just acknowledging that you've been feeling held back making the decision to be more fully yourself and asking just asking the question kind of internally um you know what what could i do to to change things for myself here um and when you ask that question you know really a simple way to access the wisdom of your body and and this is a practice it may not come immediately but it's just you know just making that choice to shift your awareness kind of out of your head and down into your body um yeah. is very very powerful so whenever you ask a question your body will always give you the answer like i said it may not come immediately but maybe you're out for a walk later and you kind of get an idea popped into pop into your head, or you meet somebody and they mention something. It's really looking out for those signs. Once you make this decision, and it can sound a bit, a bit woo woo, but, um, you know, and this happened for me without me realizing what I was doing. Yeah, <laughs> so, if you're actually, yeah. <laughs> so if you're conscious of it, you know, it might be a bit easier to receive that information, you know, just start looking. For the signs, and as I said, don't expect everything to be mapped out for you straight away. Uh, you know, I'm still in a process of unbinding myself, and I have stuff coming up all the time. Where I'm like, oh my goodness, I was just like completely holding myself back there, or I was still stuck in that pattern. There's different layers of it. Yeah. So you know, just start the process. Acknowledge that you are ready to make a change. You know, ask that question. You know. What what could be my first step
0: here and start listening to the answers? Yeah, absolutely, and also getting some professional help. This is where you and I now wave to the camera and go hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Because I've had that all the way along.
0: Yeah, you know, right,
1: right. Since I started this journey, obviously I was doing my training to retrain as a hypnotherapist and a coach, and I've done various training since, and I've always worked with someone either a coach or a therapist or you know some other kind or a mentor or a practitioner right the way along because and I've had times when I haven't and I've told myself well I can do this stuff for myself but no <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, it's so much harder to kind of find your own blind spots yeah whereas you know if I'm working with somebody else Um, they can help me to recognise the the patterns that are still going on for me. So it's so important. And I think another good girl trait can be that idea, oh no, I should be able to do this for myself. I should be able to figure that. Exactly, exactly. And that I did have that when I first started my business. I was very reluctant to ask for support. And probably for the first couple of years, I didn't get that in various ways. And when I started to be more open to various forms of support, um, that's when things really opened up for me. So, and I, you know, I've talked about how the, the unbound path is, can be one of challenge. So, you know, the idea that you have to do it on your own, that can be another thing that gets in the way of you actually kind of stepping more fully into your unbound self. So getting support and also, you know, starting to connect with other people who are on a similar path as well. That's a big thing. Um, You know, I talk about kind of sisterhood and community. And that's so important, you know, because very often when we're in this situation, we can feel like we're going a bit crazy, you know, when we're feeling stuck and held back and we know we want something different, but we're not sure what it is. And we might start experimenting with that. And the people around you might not necessarily get that. So you need to find um, other women, other people who are on a similar path to you, who can just go, no, you're not crazy. I feel exactly the same.
0: Absolutely, makes such a difference, doesn't it? You probably had this when I was training as originally a homeopath before I, I did hypnotherapy. And for the first time in my life, though that group, they understood me because they were all on the same journey. Most of them were like corporates who were just retraining in something completely different. And it was just having that connection of I'm not losing my mind here because there's like 20 other people that yeah. are on the same journey. And it just made just made such a massive difference. So don't underestimate sisterhood, connection, community. It's like it's it's vital.
1: Absolutely. Really. Absolutely. And I think it's becoming even more important because you know these are these are unbound times that we're living in things are changing you know really things are changing very quickly and i think for anyone who is feeling the call to be on this path and live a f- more fully expressed life um it's kind of this process of acceleration in the way we're evolving at the moment i've noticed it, and i've noticed it in my clients and the other women in my community yeah. So things can move at a really fast pace and, and life can feel kind of chaotic and a bit, a bit messy. That seems to be happening more. So having that support is really,
0: really important. It's so key. No, absolutely. I think there is a um, general consensus, though, that the world is waking up. Well, certainly like women are starting to exactly. rise. So, yeah, these conversations are even more important um nicola before we wrap up because we've almost come to the end of the show already i could talk to you for ages um <laughs> where can we find you so anyone listening who wants to know more about your book um your new book coming out unbound where can they find you on the web uh they can head over to my
1: website which is nicola humber.com and actually a good first step would be to download i've got a free meeting your unbound self uh, visualization which you can download on my website which is nicola humber.com um, slash unbound hyphen self that's okay. it so you can just go in and download that so that's a really good one because that connects you to um puts you in touch with your unbound self and you can also find me on Facebook. I've got a Facebook group for Unbound Women, which is just called Unbound with
0: Nicola Humber. So if you just search for that, you can come and join us over there. Amazing, amazing. Well, listen, thank you so much for spending a little time with us here on The, um, the Hungry Soul. Might have you back. I'm sure that we can then um, spend another at least 45 minutes talking about other things. But mm-hmm. in the meantime, have a beautiful day. And thank you very much. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thanks.